Are you still rolling? Yeah. Oh, uh, what I'm well, always rolling. Okay. We just hey, they can edit it. We can all right. just start whatever. Yeah, well, we're good. Hey everybody. It's funny and we're doing it. potty break and uh having fun on the bus on the on the rock show tour <laughs> Sorry, bus. Sorry, I was talking. Can we start over? I was talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's totally that's totally cool. Uh potty okay. break with Tim Hawkins here and uh got Caleb on the the levers. What do you, what, what am I? What do you want me to call? What's your job? I mean, what do you? What's what would my you, job? I mean, and you know the producer. You producer, right? Production manager. Production manager. Production manager. He's. A, it just <laughs> sounds better than sound guy or like yeah. guitar tuner, yeah. which is what a lot of people well, think that I do. Whatever you want. Whatever you want to be. Can uh, be whatever you want to be. But yeah, we just had a meltdown by tour manager Chris, um, who freight, freight, freight train, who's. Really, his coughs are frightening. Um, <laughs> it's like, seriously, when he caught his coughing fits, it's that. <laughs> it's just that up from the shoes. Like, dude, is that a cough? That, what? What? Are you okay? You know, and he's been he's been sick for the last week, and you know, no no lemon lemon juice or, you know, maybe a maybe a emergency. You know, some uh, he's eating chocolate pop tart. <laughs> Just basically a, a brownie is what he's eating. <laughs> yeah, let's get all that out. So, so he's going to be, be coughing up Pop-Tart this morning. So we got that to look forward to. But we have a great guest today, John Branion. Uh, oh, my gosh. This guy is um, <laughs> what not to talk about tonight. No pressure on you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> he has Am been, I supposed to talk? No, now? shut up. Right. This is the intro. Okay. Gosh, another guy. Every guy, person we've had, they want to talk during the intro. In their defense, they don't know. You I don't know. I just know. yell at them. I was waiting for him to talk so I could yell at him. But uh, hang loose, hang out with us, whether you're in your car or you're folding laundry or playing Risk. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> the, old, the old board game Risk. Uh, we'll be right back with the greatness. That's right, everybody. John Brandon. Dude, <laughs> you can talk now. Oh, I don't want to. Why not? I'm Let's talk about I'm your shirt first. Right. Let's talk about your, your shirt. Now, My, John, how would you describe John Branion fashion? Um, you mean currently or in general? Well, like, you want to talk about this Especially shirt, currently. I'm talking about like, well, for one right now, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to describe it. All right, you describe it and then I'll... Tell him he where is you're wearing wrong. something you would see. The first thing you would see walking into Gander Mountain or, or a Bass Pro <laughs> Shop, one of these, um, yeah. one of these shirts. It's like cargo pants. If cargo pants was a shirt, that's what he's wearing right now. It's got pockets everywhere. It's a fishing shirt, right? It's no, like an angling it's, shirt. Well, it's a it's a safari shirt. Will you face me? <clears throat> yeah, it's a sort of shirt. Of you. It's a sort of shirt that safari. Look at picture like on this. You guys can see it. When's yeah. the last yeah. safari you, you've been on? I mean, well, I don't have to go on safaris. I have this shirt, and everybody just assumes. Yeah. Do you? Um, is that something you'd want to do in the future? Is go on a safari? Go on a safari? No, well, it's really the shirt is very practical. It's got a bunch of pockets, and uh, and I can put my phone and my wallet and my flight itinerary and tickets and yeah. gum wrappers and banana and banana. I can put a banana right. in. I can put an apple. Nanner. I can put a man. <laughs> put a uh, would you do that? Mango. Would you do that? I mean, would you put an yeah. apple in your breast pocket and I would walk put around an with apple that? In each side of the breast pocket. 
Yeah. I wouldn't want to go. I wouldn't want to put just one apple in one side. <laughs> what, that would look. But would it be like a Fuji? Or would it be a, a Honeycrisp? Uh, I mean, well, it would be. What's your uh, favorite uh, apple, John? Jonathan. Jonathan apples. They're my favorite. Yeah. And uh, that used to be my stage name, Jonathan Apples. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the stage, this funny guy, <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan Apple. Apple. Hey, uh, this is that guy. <laughs> Jonathan and his band was the Ciders. <laughs> Jonathan Apple and the Ciders. The Ciders. Hey, yeah. The Outsiders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's... Uh, is that, is that all you wanted to hear about? Sin. Is that all you wanted to talk about with my shirt? Because there's also this flap back no. here that lets air circulate. But wait, there's more. There's more. There's now more what would you pay? Turn around, bro. Now John what would Chris, We're only halfway there. Yeah. We do a shout-out real quick. John Chris, baby. Our good friend. John Chris, baby. Love you. Yeah, he hasn't been on the show yet. I know. He will be. He will, he will be. He will be. He probably will it'll be. Happen. It will happen. He probably will, but before I'm done, he'll probably kick me off and put John Christie. So a lot of stuff has happened to you, man. Like, I mean, probably uh, grandpa, becoming a grandpa mm-hmm. in the last few years. That's old. happened to me. You've got three now. i got three Every time I see you, got another kid. Yeah, another, another grandbaby. Another grandkid. Yeah, but I don't have any control over that. I know, but now how is... What's that all? I mean, I hear great things about it. Is it as great being grandparent as they say? Yeah. It's, you it's, seem to just, you, when we were on the comedy cruise with you, you were in heaven. You were, it was the, per, it was like you're with your friends, your comedian friends, all of our families, all of your family. Right. You had three, three generations there. I did. You were on, you were on a cloud. Yeah. I was on a cloud and a ship at the same time. It mm-hmm. was, yeah. Grandbabies are everything that they, uh, that they say. They're, it's all of the all of the fun and none of the none of the work. Yeah, when they stink or they make noise, you just you get rid of them. So is that something where you just like you just look forward to that? Like every day, you could get to see them and because they live in town, right? They live they live in That's town. That's huge. They come in the front door and that'd they, be tough. Now, now, uh, like uh, our buddy Ken Davis, I mean he he moved, didn't he? I mean just to be close to his grandkids. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he moved out to Colorado mm-hmm. to be with them. Yeah, or near them. I mean, that'd be tough if you if you would you wouldn't be in the same area, wouldn't it for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, it, the, my kids moved back to Kokomo, Indiana, just so they could hang with us. That's where we live. Kokomo. Yeah, somebody's got to live there. Yeah, where dreams come true. Yeah, where dreams do. That sums it up pretty well. On a daily Somebody's got to live there. Somebody's got to live there. That should be the town motto. And we do it. We do somebody's it so you don't have here. to. What's yeah. Kokomo like? It's like. Uh, it's like a lot of other small towns that, you know, there's nothing really remarkable there. John was born in a small town. And he I lives can breathe in a small, in a small town. town. And probably I, die in a, a small, small town. town. That's probably, probably where they'll bury you. Well, that's uh, John Cougar Mel- Mellencamp. Who's also from a small town used to town be John Cougar, then John Mellencamp, then Cougar John Mellencamp, then L.L. Cool. Then Prince. John. He was Prince he for was a while, Prince wasn't while. He was Prince for a while. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I'm a mid uh, a Midwest guy too. Yeah. And what do you what do you think it is? What do, why do we live in the Midwest? Why do you think you know what is it about the Midwest that's so endearing? I mean, are we are we leading into the to the oh I didn't even to think the about rant? that. You want to read that? Yeah, I do. Everybody, see John. Every time that we get together, he is um, he's either <laughs> fighting atheists or um, on some kind of governmental thing. <laughs> Um, he's on a crusade of some he's sort. He's really, yeah. he's like, he's, he's like out of an Ayn Rand novel. He's, he's 
just an underground. He's always bothered by something. Yeah, bothered, um, but it's delicious. It's delicious how how he gets bothered and just worked up. Gets all worked up about stuff. Always that really, on, always on matter. Facebook fighting or, or yeah, having quarrels. Or my blog or why do you do that? Why do you feel the need to do that? Well, it's not so much a need to do it as much as it is. It's kind of fun. I mean, some of it, some of it I ask for. Some of it I deliberately. You know, I'll post things on my is blog. Is that what trolling is? Just, I mean, I hear I don't even know what yeah, that means. What, is, what does trolling mean? What is it, Caleb? Trolling is like baiting, like like yeah. online baiting. So you're you're saying something. No, <laughs> gosh, you're saying something, knowing you're going to get trying to get a rise out of somebody is basically what right. You know, so you're saying something provocative. You're being facetious, being online facetious. What are you doing, Freight? <laughs> I'm just sitting here. He's choking on black chocolate pop tarts. How you doing over there? I'm doing great. He's, He's got sprinkles in his nasal I, I cavity. I have a comment about the whole small town thing, though. Okay. Oh, really? That was like an hour ago that we were talking about. <laughs> it was not that. an hour ago, but but Tim moved on, and okay. so I didn't want to. But if I can no, digress it, it, just a second. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is to call John mm-hmm. and ask him, what's the question I ask you? Am I walking to the post office? Yes, yeah. because so many times when I call him, he's walking to walking the post Usually office. the answer is yes. Yeah. And so oh, wow. that's just the greatest thing to me to know that he's walking to the post office. Because yeah. for yeah. us to walk to the post office, it's like a number of miles. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. for him, it's around the corner. Okay. I walk to the post office. Why? Sometimes I Why see squirrels. Why do you do that? Sometimes I see squirrels. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes a dog will... Will come up and lick yeah. me. Yeah, it's wow. just this is that's why I, why I live in a small town. Small, a small like a high school band will will march. Sometimes by. a marching band will go by. Yeah. Sometimes there's just a, John waving. Then hey, there's a there. Sometimes yeah. there's a couple of lovers in the gazebo at the park. There's the local drug dealer. Hey, <laughs> yeah. everybody's on a first name basis. So yeah, yeah, that's the. Small, I just think that's cool. So small town, and that's the Midwest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, and and then you came across uh, today, which is um, um, an article somebody posted on it their was Facebook. On Facebook. Was it a girl, yeah. a woman? Yeah, it, was, it was a lady. Just a girl go ahead on and Facebook. share it. Just share it. The, uh, well, the backstory is that she is she's a friend. You know, I know I I like her. Um, she, we oh, did I some, didn't even know you knew her. Oh yeah, I know her. We did some we did some uh, oh, projects in really in years past. She was she's really talented. And uh, she's got a she's got a great voice, and so mm-hmm. she's out in New York now, and she's pursuing her singing career. Um, and we did some radio work a few years ago, but yeah. she's from Indianapolis, you know, she's from where where I'm from, and she's moved out to New York, and she posted this on Facebook. And you can feel free to comment as we as I okay. read it because it's a All pretty right. long post, right. you know, so I don't want to read it top to bottom. Yeah, but she's living in New York City now, and uh, and so she's writing. Um, from the perspective of somebody who now lives in New York City. And she goes, here's my theory. The people who live in New York City and to varying degrees, other major metropolitan areas in this country are inundated with diversity on a daily basis. Uh, They are forced to interact with different cultures, different languages, different body types, different backgrounds, different sexualities, different gender identities, different income levels on a moment-to-moment basis. So wait a second. They're forced to be with people, different types of of people. Different different languages, different body types, different income levels. They have like cops on the corner. Different sexuality. Hey, buddy. Yeah. 
We, come over here. You get with this body type over here. There's no right. There's no choice. Right, because in because we know that you know outside of New York City and to varying degrees other metropolitan areas, uh, there's only really you know one body type. Yeah, like in the Midwest, I know that that's true. You see, <laughs> yeah. like if you if you shut the lights off and have people stand up, mm-hmm. everybody looks the same. They do in silhouette, same silhouette in the Midwest. Yeah. Right? There's no different body types. There's no different. There's no different genders. You know, yeah. everybody is either male. Yeah. Everybody's same male. Shade. Yeah. There's no females. No. I know in, in my town we, we have a population of fifty thousand people, and we're all men. All men. Yep. Yeah. That explains walking to the post office. Yeah, that's why we walk to the post yep. office. Um. And, uh, you know, different income levels. There's none of that. We mm-hmm. all make exactly the same money uh, in small towns. You can tell John's done this before. So she says on a, on a moment to moment, on a moment to moment basis in New York, you know, it's like every moment that goes by, there's a different body type. Boom, boom, boom. Different gender. Boom, boom. Then she says, if you can't hang, you aren't long <laughs> for this world or you are miserable. Yeah. There is no escaping it. This is in New York. This forced diversity breeds an open-mindedness. It breeds philosophical thought and often even self-awareness and a level of social intelligence. Oh, gosh. That's what it breeds. Uh, in other parts of the country, dare I say, most other mm-hmm. people can exist for years without leaving the comfort zone of a narrow point of view. Years. Even in the yeah. 13th largest city, which I assume is Indianapolis, I could go for days without seeing anyone who wasn't my race. Yeah. Now, I've, I've been to Indianapolis. Um, yeah. And, you know, you can't really go for days unless you're wearing a bag. I guess if you wear a bag over your head, yeah. you yeah. can walk around But we're the narrow ones, but she thinks that everybody that's not in New York City looks the same, acts the same, is the same narrow-minded, you know, and person. how long has she been in New York? Uh, a couple of years. Oh gosh! So it, so it only that's took, all the longer it, it only takes. Oh, two help years. me! It takes two years okay. to start to loathe the Midwest. <laughs> um, she probably yeah. started loathing it the first week she was there. But why? She, I mean, why is that necessary? Well, because she would go for days without seeing people who were a different <laughs> color than her. Really? Days. Yeah. And then she said, and then you would go for weeks without being around anyone who didn't share. My sexual mm-hmm. or gender identity. Weeks. Right. Right. Weeks. Where are you going, honey? Well, I'm itching to see something <laughs> different on the gender identity I'm going to try scale. and find a different body type. There's got to be one out there. I'm going crazy in here, honey. Everybody I see is like looking in the mirror. <laughs> Months without hearing another language. All right. Yeah. It's a lot harder to be afraid of people who aren't like you when you have personal relationships with and are surrounded by people who are not like you. Yeah. So that's the reason that we live in the Midwest. It's a Shangri-La I, out there. I don't know. Nothing if, goes wrong. People love one another. Yeah. I can hear five different languages when I go to the grocery store in the Midwest. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. On a daily basis. Yeah. Well, I do too. I don't like it, but I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, yuck. Get them right. out of here. Well, that's because you live in the Midwest. Go to New York City. And we hate people who are different than us. Um, what kind of, we what don't kind hate of place are you running here? We're afraid of them. And I know that that's true of me. It's like when, I'm, when I go out, I'm, I'm always terrified that I'm going to see somebody mm-hmm. who's not like me. Yeah, or somebody who has a, different, has a different opinion. Now, why would you post something like this? What is the, what, how does that help anybody? Well, you're just basically saying, you know, 
this we're better than you. I'm smarter than you because I live here. You're just calling yourself out as an idiot. You're, you're just a- no. You're not. A, didn't you read it? Didn't you hear what I was saying? <laughs> it's open-mindedness and it's philosophical. That's empty-headedness. Thought. No, no. It's social intelligence, Tim. <laughs> Did you not listen? It's social intelligence. What you're describing as is idiocy is actually social intelligence. How dare you look at me with your gender identity confused eyes? <laughs> How dare you question somebody who lives in New York City? <laughs> <laughs> well, you live in Kokomo where it's all men. <laughs> well, 50,000 men. <laughs> right, and that's the problem. We're all men who look exactly alike. Yeah. And, then, and it goes on to say, unfortunately, the masses, that's us, the masses living in their tiny sheltered boxes get to make decisions for us all. <laughs> yeah, we live in little boxes with a phone, and that's like the phone that goes right to Washington. Well, This is we- what's going to happen. No, I think it's, I think it's more, I think we're more powerful than that. I think like we decide, we decide what television stations they're going to watch. We decide what sort of Mm -hmm. magazines they're going to subscribe to. We decide all of that in the Midwest and they are powerless against us. Yeah. I mean, 50,000 men in one town, Mm -hmm. it's going to be tough to get a tea time. That would be tough. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, what do you do? She, if she closes. There's some more stuff that I'm not, I'm just skipping over it because it's probably, it's a little too deep for you. Yeah. Being from the Midwest. I know. <laughs> I could, I could read it, but you wouldn't understand it. Right. I just want to clean my gun and go up there and just. Yeah. That's why I'm, that's why I'm skipping it. Yeah. Uh, in my moments of shame of what I am a part of in this country, I try to remember that we did this to ourselves. Mm hmm. And they, they, that's us, they are simply afraid because they haven't seen the real world yet and how beautiful it truly is. Mm, it's gorgeous. Yeah, haven't seen we, the real we've world. we've been to New York. The knockout punch. Yeah, on there trash is. Day. It is. It Last was time we were lovely, in New York, it was just lovely, like. Yeah. Is this on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, so that's the kind of people that you, I don't know where you get this. These are now my you friends. you know this person. Mm-hmm. These are my friends. Now, are Tim. you going? Did you respond at all? Or? I didn't respond because I because I live in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you're not relevant. I don't enough. really. Yeah, I don't you're really feel afraid, like. What am John. I supposed to say? Anything I say is just going to be. Oh yeah, it's like you're. Some, where, do you, where do you live in Kokomo? Yeah. <laughs> you probably walk to the post office. <laughs> oh man. So no, I didn't respond, but I do respond to. I do respond occasionally. So you now now one of the like one of the groups that you um, are one of the. The people, or the the kind of people that you that really get under your skin, are the like the Christians, but they have just the just crazy points of view and just kind of the same thing. You you try to argue with them logically, and and it's just they're not hearing it. They're not going to take it. Yeah. Well, I don't know how far. I don't know how far we're going to go. Yeah. On that. I, I don't want to. I don't want to be. Yeah. I don't want to be completely transparent. Yeah. Like we are when the microphones aren't on, but yeah, yeah I, I think that Christianity. I'm one of these guys who thinks that your Christian, that your Christian faith should actually uh, have some bearing on your politics and on your social, you know, mm-hmm. positions for things. Where and that that gets me in trouble a lot of times with with Christian people. That mm-hmm. there's a, you know separation of church and state, separation of church and state, which is, which is a ludicrous concept. Um, the yeah. idea that you can separate your your faith from any other, you know, philosophical yeah. aspect of well, your life. Well, I can't life. say it's this, and stupid. I can't do this because, well, because my my faith, you know, it's too much of an influence on 
you know, what I'm going to, what I'm going to do and how I'm going to act. So I just have to re- just forget that. Right. Right. Forget all that stuff. Well, I've had people, I've had ministers who I've, who just won't touch certain topics because, oh, it's just, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to start a, uh, you know, I don't want to start a war about that. I've, mm. I, I had an argument with a, with a minister about, um, endorsing presidential candidates. It's like, I don't believe that we should endorse presidential candidates from the pulpit. I'm like, well, why not? I mean, you endorse, you endorse other things. You tell people that they shouldn't, you make moral, yeah. you know, proclamations all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if, if a candidate is, is off base morally or, or they're, their position is something that's anti-Christian. Why wouldn't you say that from yeah. the pulpit? Well, because there's a lot of people who, you know, who may disagree with that. Well, yeah, that's kind of the well, point. Well, you could at least it's, talk about the subject. You could at least say, yeah. this is where, you know, you come down on a certain topic. You know, you don't even have to bring up the person. Mm-hmm. You're saying, this is where I stand. I think that's, I think that's legit. I, um, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a whole thing where it, you've got the individual and then you've got somebody who's representing you know, are they, is a pastor representing the whole church? You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I would say though, that if you've got a, you know, if you're teach, if you're talking to grown up people with the capacity to parse through your words and, you know, analyze what you're saying, yeah. you should be able to endorse a candidate. And if they disagree with you, go, well, I disagree with you because of this and this and this. And I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get why. A lot of times they won't endorse things because they're afraid of the, of the you know, the uh, social or the political pushback. There's certain, From, yeah. There's certain hot buttons that the they won't talk. The donors and the big tithers of the church, you don't yeah. want to make them mad. Well, they won't talk about, uh, you know, they won't, they won't address um, living together, you know, living together outside of marriage. It's what like, are you talking well, about, John? We've got a bunch of people who, because we've got people in our congregation that live together. You know, John, I'm afraid. Don't talk there. about these things. Well, you're I'm from afraid. the Midwest. That's right. <laughs> Is that the Trump card now? Yeah, you're from, from the Midwest. I don't need to. I don't need to listen to you anyway. You're from the Midwest. <laughs> so <laughs> we've known we've known each other for. When did we long, meet? Long, long time. When did we? When did we? You remember the when we met? I remember my you? first contact with you when our hands brushed against each other. When our hands Central brushed Park. against each other, and I felt the electricity sweep <laughs> through me. No, I was I contacted you via email. Mm-hmm. This was before. And I proudly say that I was a Tim Hawkins fan before any of the rest of the world really? knew where you were. Yeah. Because Dang. you were because it was way back when your website was this horrible that T V set, you remember that? <laughs> right. With all the little buttons that you could kind of click and they sort Microsoft of Microsoft front page. Yep. Yeah, we it was own. it was dreadful. And it had all of your your face was all contorted all around the New Times Roman. Yep. And uh, there was video clips on there and uh, and I sent you an email. Yeah. You probably don't remember this. I sent you an email. Hey, my name's John. I also do comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think you're really funny. I think you're, you know, it's the same sort of oh, stupid wow. fan stuff that you get from people. But wait you a don't second. Know. Did you see clips of me on the website? Or did yeah. You okay. Yeah, they're on the website. They were really tiny. That was yeah. before you could do streaming very well. Yeah. Think about that. How horrible. we used to, how much better it's gotten now. Yeah. And how, how clear and, you know, how much better video and quicker and all that. Yeah, but yeah, websites back then where you basically built your own. I mean, yeah, and there wasn't you couldn't do video very well. Yeah, yeah. But that was our first. 
That was our first meeting. Was, right. It was email. And then do we, I guess when we uh, performed together, was that with Ken? Ken Kington? Or I never when? did. I, nobody ever asked me. Ken never asked me to oh, do that. Oh, that's right. Oh. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Forgot about that. Oh, oh, oh yeah. shoot. Sing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I never got invited to any of the... Uh, any of the reindeer games with uh, Ken King. But then when, do we just meet each other at CCA or something? Yeah, or? I think so. That was our first official. Right, right. Now, you've been doing... Now, let's talk about your history in comedy, how you got um, involved with that. I'm guessing that you started in the clubs. Mm-hmm. All right? In Indiana, yeah. Indianapolis? Yep. I, I went down to first the club time, just describe, to get it out your, of my system. How about your first... Describe your first experience. Was it in a club? In a club? Uh, well, my first... I don't know. My first experience was... Was in uh, youth group and campus life and church. I've been, I've been standing up in front of people forever, you know, just doing stupid stuff mm-hmm. and making them laugh. My first comedy club experience was an open mic yeah. in November of 1990. <laughs> and I just went down to get it out of my system. That's about the same time I started. Yeah. That's interesting. So now, when, yeah, it's interesting how much further you've gone in the same amount of that's time. That's what I was going to say. As, I'm yeah. like, whoa. And I'm way more successful than I you, I don't want to say eat my <laughs> dust, but she whiz. We started Where's the your bus, John? <laughs> or just eat all the snacks on my bus. Help yourself right. to some We started things, at the same time. Do you need and, some more pillows to lay on there? <laughs> I'm infinite. <laughs> you need some more decorative pillows on my tour bus? <laughs> we started no. at the same time, and I am 10,000 times more successful. How does I'm that sorry, work? John. I'm sorry, John. Cautionary tale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I never wanted to do this anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. You never tried. No, I never but, tried. But did now your first time, like, say, to an open mic, was mm. that, um, did somebody push you that way or you just said, I'm going, you went by yourself? I mean, what was? Uh, my wife went with me. Okay. So you called in, say, hey, I'm John Branion. I want a spot. I honestly didn't have any idea how you did it. You know, okay. I, I knew that these comedy clubs existed, but I didn't know what. I didn't know anything about Had you how been it to worked. a comedy club before? No. I mean, you, okay. I've never been to one. So, wow, you didn't even, you didn't, you didn't even know. It. You're going in just. I didn't know anything. Blank slate. Yeah. Where I had just, you seen stand up before? I, on television. And I thought that's what it always, I thought that's what it looked like. I thought that's how it worked, what I saw on television. And of course, what you see on television yeah. is nothing yeah. like a live show. Yeah. It's, so. Well, why? Because it's it's nothing because it's just so polished and yeah. you got applause breaks and everything. They it and, and, yeah. 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 Whereas a, a club is a little more raw and you got to yeah. bring it kind of, and it, it, I don't even necessarily it's bring it, but it, sometimes it's just, if you line up with the audience, sometimes it's mm-hmm. the audience for some reason is just getting you and loving you. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's an entirely they're not. different pacing. You know, when you get up and you get up yeah. and what you see in a, more riffing. In a, especially a short set, like at the night show or something like that, six minutes long and it's boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Um, but the clubs are, it's, it's not like that. You, you, you know, it goes up and down and it ebbs and flows and there's yeah. high spots and low spots. And when I went to do my set, I had no idea. I didn't even know what material looks like. I didn't know what, what are you coughing again? To. What are there you doing? Frey? He took his headset off. Freight's coughing again. Here we go. <laughs> I heard the beginning listen, of it. I was like, <laughs> listen, listen up. You Stop guys. eating pop tarts. That is not helping. You're going to hear a, you're going to hear a combination of chocolate and phlegm coming through the microphone. <laughs> he covered it up. Just, yeah. Shoot. Um, maybe next time I went folks. down to, it was a, and I just expected a bomb and, and I didn't, mm-hmm. and he killed I mean, it. Went, no, I didn't. He crushed it. it. I didn't. He crushed the room. <laughs> no, no, John, come on. <laughs> no, it was. It Signed was, autographs. They it closed was, the club down. It was, <laughs> it's not going to get any better than this folks. <laughs> it was 
It was dreadful. <laughs> it was it dreadful. Forever. Did you tell the door joke? The uh, the one. Joke, oh, the, I didn't. I didn't have that John level. Scott. I did not have that level of of uh, writing. I skill. saw a door. It said, "What does it say?" See, you're good. <laughs> I saw a door the other day. A sign on a door. A sign on a door. It said, "This door should remain closed at all times." That defeats the purpose <laughs> of a door. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't have that. I didn't have that ninja style of writing yet. I was yeah. all it was more meandering and stories and no real mm -hmm. punchlines, just kind of premises. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was still. Did you have than, any gimmicks? Did you have any like I did? I just had nothing but gimmicks. I had uh, suspenders. I wore red what? suspenders. No on stage. way. Yeah, wow. I did. Bring With no back. shirt underneath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, I tried the Chippendale look. Bro. Yeah. I wore a pink bow tie, no shirt, <laughs> Hanes briefs, pink, pink and boxers, some, and some fishing boots, bunny, bunny slippers, <laughs> and a what would Jesus do pin, <laughs> which hurt because I had no shirt on. <laughs> Just pinned it right through my nipple. So, um, so you're doing open mics, mm. and it's, are you going back every week and doing Pretty that? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Now, and you're meeting people. You're meeting, meeting people. People who know what they're doing. And people they're, who meet. They're obviously liking you, and they, you're a likable guy, and they're Yeah. And they're well, and that's the thing. That's the thing that I learned was that it's more – It's certainly it's important to be funny, but it's almost as important to not be a jerk to people. Right. You know? And yeah. uh, because if people like you, you, you get opportunities that – people who you know who are jerks don't get yeah well and i think that in the the club my club experience it was just such you're just surviving you're trying to survive and if that means trying to tear somebody apart in the front row who didn't ask for it right you just you can be a jerk sometimes just because you're just you know because it's not you want to do something get some kind of response right and i think that's part of it and that's why some guys are just so they just need to get blue and they get dirty and they just they I think they feel they, they get so desperate. You're going to go straight for the for the cuss words or the whatever dirty stuff, you know. And that's going to welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Dak Shepard. I'm joined by Minister Mouse Monica Padman. Hi there. We have a really fun show. We want you guys to join. Uh, we talk to celebrities and professors and lawyers and doctors and very smart, interesting people. And we find out how messy their lives have been, how many twists and turns it took to get to where they're at, and a general exploration on the messiness of being a human being. And, of course, Monica's, you'll get updates about her love building life. project, love life, <laughs> you name it. So if you want to join us, please follow Armchair Expert to get new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Plus, find your other favorite podcasts free on Spotify. Yeah. Well, help, I didn't even know to you do that. You know, when you first you you know yeah. when you first start out, you don't even know who you are yeah. on stage, and so I didn't know what my material was supposed to be. I didn't know what I was. I yeah. thought I was supposed to wear red suspenders. So weird. Uh, my yeah. my, it was weird when I my memory of it was just the fact going up on stage and the lights being in my face, and I was the one who had to bring the material. Right. You know, when you're watching it on stage, you're like, well, this is easy. Well, it's easy because the other guy's doing it, right. or a person is is bringing it, and yeah. then. And the better the person is, at, at, the better the stand up, the easier it looks. Yeah. And so we, and Todd and I, your brother and I have talked about that before with, you know, that, that, that that's one thing that's kind of unique to stand up comedy is that you get up and do what you do and people go, oh man, that's easy. I could do what he does. Mm -hmm. He stands up there and talks and everybody laughs. 
Mm-hmm. But and they don't do that with other things. Like you would don't go to a, you don't go listen to a virtuoso piano player and go, oh man, he's just up there pushing keys. <laughs> right. You know, he's I just could, wiggling his fingers. He's on wiggling top. his fingers. Yeah. He's working the pedals. I can do that. <laughs> but that's what happens with stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I you know, and I tell people, and it's really it's it's simple advice. But I, I always guys ladies or whatever women who come up to me and ask me they want to do comedy what's your advice well one of the things i say is well how do you make your friends laugh in the living room right you know we'll just do that on stage right and you might not be able to relate but at least you're close to your style as opposed to just trying to be somebody else (laughs) and you know because i've met i've met guys who they'll they'll go up and they're really not they weren't sam kennison but they tried to be like him and then well, what do you do yeah, when you know who they were? Yeah, be, because are you going to just keep up this act your whole career? Yeah, and that's tough. I mean, there's a couple of guys I'm thinking of now that I know that they kind of do a character on stage, and I'm thinking, man, you need you got to be yourself because can you be that character? Because when I watch a a comedian that's doing a character, kind of a, a I can only take it for a few minutes, ten fifteen minutes, and I get it. Then you get it, and you don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who are some of the like like the people that you really liked? Like, um, um, I don't know if we've talked about Emo Phillips, things like that. Weren't you an Emo Phillips fan? Yeah, big Emo Phillips fan. Um, I still am an Emo Phillips. Yeah. He's still funny. Yeah, he is. I heard him, you know, just recently, and he's still funny. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, it's sort of sad, I guess, because he's he he doesn't hit the same way that he hit now because he goes out and I saw him on some sort of a late night show or whatever. And it was like, you could tell that he wasn't, you know, the younger people are not really emo fans. Yeah. Like I was. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I still think he's good because he's, well, the thing is, is he's kind of the father of randomness. Right. And that's what it is right now. I think comedy right now is random. That's the, that's what makes a video viral on YouTube is yeah. ran. Or there's some kind of random thing that just happened. Like, Oh my gosh, that right. just, you got to see this. Right. But it's personality driven. Yeah. And so he was, you know, his, one of his great lines, I think, was he was, I got some new underwear the other day. Well, new to me. <laughs> and we still use that in the, what's the in, one he in says? My family. My, Anytime my, somebody says they got something new, we go, new to me. Yeah. <laughs> he has that one joke about, uh, yeah, my mother and father told me never to open the cellar door. Don't whatever you do, don't open the cellar door. <laughs> And just I day after day, it. and then I opened it one day, and, and I, I saw, saw trees in the <laughs> sky. <laughs> yeah, it's classic emo. Yeah, the one thing uh, um, about he has he goes through this big rigmarole about. I had to um um talk about trying to figure out how to do the Heimlich maneuver. He goes, I go to the oh, I went to yeah. the library and find out to do the Heimlich maneuver and looked at the microfish and yeah. all that stuff. And he's going through 10 minutes. He goes, well, by this time, my, my sister's face was blue from the chicken bone. <laughs> oh, he, he had another Heimlich joke where he was talking about going to go. I went to learn to do, and the way he talks is just weird. Yeah. I went to do a, it's hard to quote Emo Phillips without doing his voice. voice. I went to do, uh, I went to learn the Heimlich at a class. I took a class to teach me the Heimlich and I couldn't get it and I couldn't get it and I kept trying to squeeze and I couldn't, I couldn't get it. And the guy said, the, the teacher said, well, 
You can also dislodge food in someone's throat by taking a pen and jamming it into their neck. And I said, wait a minute. You mean all this time you've known this easier way? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the great emo. (laughs) The great emo films. Uh, Let's see who else was uh, around. Uh, I'm Jack uh, Jack Cohen. Did you ever see Jack Cohen? I don't think so. He's a Jack writer. Cohen? You're Jack Cohen. Yeah. He's a writer for. Uh, he's written for everybody now. You, you don't see him on stand up anymore. He's been he's been a writer for years and years yeah. and years. But I, he was brilliant. The the dude could literally take a copy of the newspaper into the green room before a show and just dash off, you know, fifteen minutes of new material. Right. Um, and he and he had these just wonderful stories about. Uh, well, he had a story a bit about the bug truck. You know, you have a story. You had a story mm-hmm. about the bug. Yeah, bug truck. The bug truck. Yeah, uh, the, Jack- bug tr- the, the truck that used to go for our audience. Uh, it's um, it was a truck that every month or so, this truck would just drive through our neighborhood and, and spew white poison, spew white poisonous <laughs> smoke to kill bugs out of the back. Yeah, and it was everywhere, and we would go run out and play through, through the cloud, run through the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Not only were we on the street, we're in a cloud. Yeah, oh, that's playing in the street. Cohen in poisonous had a gas. Similar story. He was talking about the yeah. bug trucker go through, and it'd have all this this plume of pesticide would be flying out behind it, and we'd be in our bikes behind it. You know, just yeah. like <laughs> I can't see you. Can you see me? <laughs> what you got to tell uh, about the one the the open mic of the guy with the dryer. That's your story. Oh isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. That's actually not my story. That's a hat tip to Brian April if you're listening to this, but he's a another comedy buddy of mine. But Brian was running the uh, the open mic out in San Diego area, California. And uh, when you run an open mic, you you, you always have to turn people away because there's dozens and dozens oh, yeah. of guys that want to go and do time. Mm-hmm. You just don't have you, you can't do it all. So you assemble this list, and once the list is made, that's pretty much it. Well, this dude comes in and he's like. Put me on the list. I want to do some time. Brian goes, no, we're already full. He goes, oh, man, I drove all the way from wherever, La Jolla or whatever to be here. And I think it's just... You mean La Jolla? No, yeah, La Jolla. La Jolla. La Jolla. <laughs> <laughs> I drove all the way from Tucson. <laughs> Let's go back Tuck- to that. Maybe that New York City girl wasn't wrong. <laughs> you just called La Jolla La Jolla. Gosh. Are you going to let me tell my story? I came all the way from La Jolla. <laughs> I came all the way from Pahoanix, <laughs> Pahoanix, Arizona. So, yeah, well, so he's like, I came all the way. I from, came all the way from wherever, La Jolla, yeah. however you say it, yeah, La Jolla, Midwesterner. And uh, Brian says no, and he goes, "Come on, man!" So he begs and he just wears him down. And Brian goes, "All right, all right, I'll give you two minutes." He goes, "Thanks." So the guy r- runs out the door, and uh, the, Brian's, you know, doing getting ready for the show or whatever. Pretty soon, 10 minutes later, the doors swing open and this dude comes back in and he's got a hand truck and on the hand truck is a, a clothes dryer. Okay. So he's wheeling it in. <laughs> he's wheeling it through the showroom, getting ready to do his set. And Brian goes, well, what, do you, what is this? He goes, it's a clothes dryer. This, I need this for my act. And Brian goes, you can't take that up there. He goes, man, I got to do this. This is part of my act. And Brian <laughs> says, two minutes. Brian says, you mean you don't have two minutes of non-dryer material? <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my That's favorite stories. <laughs> you don't have two minutes? 
mm. non-dryer material. What did he end up doing with it? Well, you know what? He didn't have time to actually do the bit because we only had two minutes. And so he went up there and basically spent the two minutes griping about how he couldn't do his, his act because but they wouldn't I, let him have the Do you know dryer. what the joke was, though? I do. I, the, I asked Brian. Yeah. I asked Brian. I said, did you ever get a chance to see? Because I would let him go just to see what he was going to do with it, you know? And Brian said, no. But I did see him at another open mic, you know, a few months later. Mm-hmm. I said, so what's the dryer bit? And he goes, well, what he does is he goes up and he plugs the dryer in. So he's got to, it's got to be plugged in, <laughs> and he he takes his shirt off, and he throws it in the dryer, and he turns the dryer on, and then he reads poetry while his girlfriend comes up and turns somersaults in front of the clothes dryer in place. That's the dryer. <laughs> what? That's it. That's it. Wow. What? But you got to remember that this guy is driving around with a clothes dryer in his car. Yeah. From La Jolla. He woke up that day mm-hmm. knowing that that night he'd have to mm-hmm. lug the dryer over to the car, right. throw it in, to do get that. the dolly. You, you think you, he has did, a different dryer? Do you think it's you his personal bit, dryer? Of course, I'm talking to a guy now who travels with a Segway. That's true. But the uh, the the thing, I, I, I used to have a bit um, that I found. I was walking to the post office one day. And uh, there, go. there was a rack and <laughs> yep. pinion assembly, I love it. rack and pinion assembly, like from underneath a car yeah. laying in the front yard. Because I live in the Midwest, and that's what you, all if, of our if yards you've look never like. Seen, yeah, if you've never seen one, it's like this giant heavy metal thing with the, with like stuff sticking out of it, and it's just it's huge and cumbersome and heavy. And I picked it up and I took it back to my house and I put it in the trunk of my car. And I, I drove all the way to Atlanta, Georgia with it. I was doing a showcase in Atlanta. And I had that rack and pinion backstage, just big metal thing. And I went out on stage and I said to the audience, I said, man, it is fantastic to be here. I'm having a great day. You know how sometimes when you put on a pair of pants that you haven't worn for a while and you reach into the pockets and you find it, I go, check this out. And I run off the stage and I drag that rack and pinion out and I drop it on the stage. I go, I totally forgot I even had this. <laughs> How'd it go? It went great. It was was a great bit. But then I left the rack and pinion there. I'm like, you know what? For that one joke, I'm not dragging this thing all around the country. Can you imagine? It won't fit in the overhead bin on an airplane. So I just think, oh, how good is the joke? How good is it? But it would be. Because you're going to have to carry that everywhere you go. It it, it was a good joke. and And I thought about, you know, making the sacrifice to carry it around for that because it's one of those things. We've talked about overproduction before. Yes. We've talked about the value of. Yeah, when completely it's too much. going overboard on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've even talked about camera angles and things like that. We've had guys where certain, like, like the nice jib camera shot from the top. It looks, it looks nice, but it just doesn't work for comedy. It's mm-hmm. not. It's more distracting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, um, doing things on stage that are like completely unnecessarily complicated or big. Yeah. Just the segways like that. Yeah. Just for well, yeah. the segways like that. You know, yeah. There's no reason. Well, do you want to you want to tell how we use it? What the segue? Yeah. Well, won't I that have, ruin it? Mm, That's mm, going to ruin it. No, no. Everybody. It's just uh, in my uh, in my act. I talk about you know, like if it's a high tech church, I say, "What does your pastor come out on a segue?" Then I act like I'm on a segue. So I just kind of I act like I'm you know yeah doing that. And it's very convincing. And it's very convincing. And it's 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 a good physical bit. And then after the intermission, I come out. We'll start this blues music, and then I just come out on an actual segue. 
and um and blow their minds. And blow, yeah, and uh yeah, it's just fun and it's it's simple and I'm only on the thing for just a few seconds. <laughs> and then it's and gone. then it goes off the stage. <laughs> and it goes and off the stage. Put it back, put it back, put it back on, the on the bus us. and we drive a thousand miles. It, it's really it's really weird. But if I didn't if I felt like oh the segue we can't get on, I get a little tinge in my stomach like oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can't. He says, we no, we segue. can't get it on. I did that. I had that cooking with Pooh book, and uh, it was a book called it was a cookbook, a Winnie Pooh cookbook. Yeah, every year called Cooking with Pooh, and you know, I, I I remember if if I ever couldn't find it or I didn't bring it with me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I would just. Did you have anxiety if you couldn't find that? Book? Oh yeah, I really? would because that's one just an, an you know one joke had? I can't do. What else we had like that when I first started traveling with you? We you're doing the classical guitar bit. Yeah, we did the looping. Yeah. And what did that notebook say? You wrote something on a binder, like oh, yeah, so well, guitar, I, guitar neat, cool, cool guitar, cool thing. guitar, cool, cool guitar, guitar thing. Yeah. It was called oh, cool, cool guitar, guitar thing, thing yeah. that I wrote in Sharpie. Yeah. And what happens is my my loop machine. I just I make it so where I'm melting down, and it just it sounds horrible, and I don't I don't know what to do. So I pick up the manual and just says cool guitar thing on it. Right. And, and then I'm looking through the manual. <laughs> And then, which is on that's the worst DVD. It's on that's Bang. the worst product plug. at timhawkins.net. That's why plug. you're on, Frank. Speaking of product, okay, so you can remember that. Product, okay, John Branion is selling something after the shows right now. <laughs> that selling something. Uh, like thank a you boss. for getting me and Bob Smiley off <laughs> <laughs> the hot seat. This we dude. are selling it like a boss. What are you selling now? Just tell them. I am the people. selling. I should get a. Pro- we should get a plug for this too. Okay. Uh, the uh, the Doctor Squatch Soap Company. I'm telling Doctor Squatch Soap. You're selling soap. I'm selling Doctor Squatch and Soap. It's not, not just that soap folks that he's putting on the table. He's selling out of soap. I'm selling you out. You sold out tonight. I sold you? out tonight. Yeah, I sell out. How did frequently. that happen? How did that come about? Because it's awesome, and it's and people want it. It's it's got a. Uh, it's uh yeah, there you go. Caleb's got there. There. Oh, there's, 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 there's some right there for you. Yeah, you, need, cool. you need to take a picture of that Caleb. Look right on the, the look right on the uh, Doctor Squat. Yeah, it's got a picture. <laughs> See, it's got a picture. Of, Rom. This is really nice. It's got a picture of Bigfoot smoking a bubble pipe in a bathrobe on the front of it. This and, is like something you'd buy at Whole Foods, man. Well, can I open it? Yeah, you can open. Okay, it. it's it, his. I don't care. It's, it's, got, like it's got a hair on. Walk it. into the post office. It's just something I love. Yeah. Well, now, it's, how did you meet the Doctor Squatch people? Okay, it, as as you and I have discussed before many times, mm-hmm. comedy is uh, the secret to good comedy is you have to do what you think is funny. If you think it's funny, yeah, then it's legit. If you think the audience is going to think it's funny, then it's hack. And so, right. um. So I got a box of that soap in a gift basket when I was doing a show and I just thought it was hysterical. I, I look at, look at it, Yeah, you know, and the, <laughs> and the name, I mean, to, to, to come up with the name Dr. Squatch yeah, and have it be Sasquatch theme and actually go to market with it, you know, yeah. make the soap, print up the boxes, send it out there. And on the side of the box, read the side of the box. What does it say on the, on this? About their, the story? Well, you could read the story if you wanted, but oh. on the side of the box oh, where it says, it says "Smell the Squatch." Yeah, I read "Smell the Squatch" the squatch. on the side of the box, and I'm like, yeah. I love these people. I love the people that make this <laughs> yeah. soap. And so I just went on stage and talked about it, and the audience thought it was really funny. And so I, so I sell it. I mean, it's a, it's my <laughs> service to my people. And it's, you sold out tonight. I sold out tonight. I sold out last time I was with you. I sold out. Yeah, I always sell out. I don't have, you got, if you want, if you want squatch, if you want to smell my squatch, you got to get to the table (laughs) quickly. 
You're the Squatch guy. The Squatch guy. Do you, are you are you scared that I'm, you might become that guy? The, the Squatch, Squatch guy? guy. I don't know. I went. Yeah, if you're selling, so I'm the three pigs guy. Well, you're now. trying to convert worse. the three pigs to the Squatch. Yeah, I would like to lose. The, I, would I don't like know. To three pigs is a monster. I don't to. think anything. Guys, can uh, by the way, everybody, um, John Branion is. Uh, he does. He does watch in the post office. Shakespearean take on the three little pigs. Um, go to YouTube and check it out. It's got how many? How many hits has it got? I don't know. I don't. Know. I've been there well forever. Over, I don't well go there, there anymore. You don't. No. Well, it's well because over. Because I'm afraid I'll see the comments and I'll just. Well, you don't have to read the comments. I'll yeah. read them to you. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> All this right. is not old. The reason I quit reading the comments oh, is because wow. I got about a thousand people telling right. me this is not old English. Stop calling it old English. I got the video right here. Freight, what's your guess on how many views this video has? Oh, wow. On um, YouTube. Not that many. I was going to say 900,000. Okay. John, what's your guess? Actually, you'll be last because you're in the video. It's Tim, over, what's your guess? I'd say a million five. Okay. That's probably not. John, what's your guess? It's, it's less than that. It's probably a million two or something. That's what I'm guessing. What is that noise? We're at a truck stop. I think we stopped at a oh. truck stop. So oh. that's somebody uh, being beaten to death with a tire now. Jason's outside fighting. It's just gunfire. 1.7 million views. Oh, that's more than well I thought. Done. You're famous. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. How about it? That's amazing. It was posted by us. It was posted by Tim I know. It's comedy. So we're getting the hits. You guys get credit for that. <laughs> we do. You're getting yeah. the hits. Yeah. Let me take a picture of that. That's all right. I like I like smelling can't stop so. a picture of Doctor Squatch. So I'll give it right back. I promise. But yeah, they uh, they're they're pretty cool guys. They uh, they're all about like anytime I tweet something from Doctor Squatch, they'll retweet it, and they've got a great sense of humor. And they're where now? Where are they located? I don't know. Okay, I think they're. They out, just... I think they're. Uh... Oh, I don't know. I don't know where. They're <laughs> so at. they just send you boxes of soap. You That's just buy good. it. Buy it wholesale. Yeah, I do. Buy it wholesale. And they they. Uh, that is, I love that story. I love that. Well, it's they've got a sense of humor. How many did themselves. you sell tonight? How many bars of soap? Bars of soap? I don't know. We were, well, we sold a bunch yesterday, so I don't know exactly how many we had, but probably twenty five or thirty tonight. How many did you bring out with you? Um, Fifty. Bay 50. rum. Is that bay rum? It says smell like a man. Does That's this not the man best smell one. like bay rum? The best one is uh, is deep sea goat's milk. They have a deep sea goat's milk that <laughs> I don't know if. If you're going to have goat's milk, mm-hmm. make the, sure it's the deep, deep sea. sea milk is a special. <laughs> yeah, when I go deep sea fishing. Yeah. So there you, there's that. Well, that's. Is that a Monty Python shirt under your Samaritan's Purse jacket? Yeah, it is. Nice. Tis but a scratch. Tis mm-hmm. but a scratch. Did you take a picture of this, too? Yeah. All over the pictures. Yeah. It's really oh, good to do a. Do a podcast yeah. and do a bunch of visual jokes. Well, back, your, back to your. Um, Hang on. That was blurry. Back to John Brandon's fashion. Yeah, let's get back to me. Um, the new, the newest uh, is the jacket you're wearing on stage. Oh, yeah. What color would you call that? I would. I That's would a great call, picture. That is a great picture. I look almost <laughs> that I look <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> Um, what, why? I guess that's the question. Why, why are you wearing a a jacket? A, a salmon jacket? A salmon? What would you call it, Freight? Salmon. Salmon coral. jacket. Coral. It's salmon coral. colored. I say it's coral. Like, like the kind coral. of salmon that you get at like Aldi or um, <laughs> <laughs> a not so great grocery store. 
You or know where it's John really Ren. slightly. It's like salmon that's salmon. Uh, salmon that's about to go bad. Salmon that's been on the truck a little too long. Yeah, salmon Poor that has John. not. Salmon that the ice has melted. It reminds me of what something Ted White would have worn in Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> Ouchie. Monroe. Monroe. <laughs> Ted White. Was it? Was it? Wait, Ted, Ted Knight. Knight. Ted Knight. Ted yeah, Knight. That's what Betty I White. Ted Knight. Ted yeah. Knight. You know. Yeah. Bobby Knight. <laughs> Anybody watch Parks and Rec? <laughs> What's that? That was a Parks and Rec reference. What that was one that? episode? Bobby Knight. Uh, Ron. Uh, Ron has that Bobby Knight poster <laughs> right on the wall, and he just points to it. <laughs> Bobby Knight. <laughs> oh, like that's a, sure. Uh, yeah, that's Bobby Knight would wear a salmon jacket. I guess it would be so, crimson, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, you're. I mean, do you feel more comfortable in a jacket or what? I just walked past it. Where did saw you get it? On it? The rag. I got it Where? at Coles. I got it at Coles. Uh, another plug. Yeah, another plug. Clearance. And I walked past it and I went, ha, 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 And I took a couple of steps past it and went, hmm. <laughs> and then That's I how went John back Brand and went, brain works. Yeah. Yes. Right, right. Yes. Just like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I so like I, it. I, asked my, it. I do too. I, I asked my son-in-law, so what do you think of it? And he goes, it shows you have a lot of confidence. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> you just I, don't care. I'm convinced that Anyone could wear anything if they just rock it with confidence. Mm. You know? Yeah. I mean, that hat, just rocking it with confidence. Um, Tim's wearing the hat again. Yeah. The I just don't. What do people, you think people really care about? Uh, I don't. I just, I don't think people really care. I don't other think people, they care. I think other people care too much. That's the problem about with the what internet. you wear. Oh, yeah. That's the I don't think the that's true. I don't think it's true. I think it's, I think that's a personal fable that we have this idea that people are looking at us and looking Some at our clothes. Don't. Some people don't, and some people care too much. Like, look at that. Look at that boy. He has his nose pierced. Look at, he's got his long hair. His hair is in a bun. Look Why at would that. you talk about pierced noses? I have my nose pierced. Uh, I'm just talking about the way that, like, conservative moms see me. Not we, all we, we don't know that. That's what I'm saying. Just, be, them, just people in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> just the people in the Midwest. Just the people in the Midwest. Means you need to move to New York. Yeah. I, I guess no so. problem with that. Deuces. Yeah. Because yeah. it's been, it's, I, I don't know, but it's been... It's been months since I've seen somebody with their nose pierced. Really? No. <laughs> Dang it. Come on, man. I fell for that. I, right as soon as I said it. I no. Can't hang out with you guys. Uh, so, the, yeah, the, the jacket and the... Uh, what were we talking about earlier? We were talking about... Uh, well, people people do have... I, I think... <laughs> I'm going to do the rest of the podcast talking into a cup. And then we're going to. Yeah. Hey, talking to a cup, man. That's my new. Talking to a cup, Jack man. Hanna brought a puma yeah. on the podcast. A puma? Yeah. How'd that work a out? Puma. 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 Yeah. Kind of sounds like From a Bane Lajala. voice. Could you do the Bane voice? A Lajala puma. I am Bane. I am Bane. Hey. Sound like a very optimistic Batman. Bane. Hey, I'm a very. Hey, it's been, it's hey. been a good day. I'm Bane. Hey. Would you like to buy some Tupperware? Oh, yeah. Hey, it keeps your food fresh. <laughs> Easy to clean up. <laughs> are you that are you that evil villain? No, I am not. No. I used to be. <laughs> no, it's not. I used to be. <laughs> I've got oh, free so samples. <laughs> Have you smelled my squatch? <laughs> I can't smell anything with this mask. This mask and uh, I used to <laughs> what in the world is going on? I'm just trying to do a bear, like a bear. 
Uh, whatever. <laughs> go, go, he's breathing into a oh, coffee cup. I get it because Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy's in the Revenant, the yeah. bear scene. Okay, no, I see what you're doing. Tom Hardy. Is that Bane. what you were doing? No. Yeah. But no, no, it wasn't worked. That wasn't near as translating. But we, the, people don't. I don't think people pay attention to uh, to what you wear. Yeah. But then there are other people who, um, who honestly believe that their problems that the world should revolve around them. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. You know, like airplanes, air air travel. If you don't yes. air travel, then that's a great place. The guy who uh, I got on an airplane once, and the guy sat down. Uh, I sat down. I'm always the last guy on the plane, mm-hmm. and I'm always, and I'm I always uh, put my bag under the seat. I never have put it in the overhead, yeah. and that's what I think makes me superior to every other person <laughs> on the plane. Right, right. And I think we can agree like that we said, that's you're true. sustainable. Right, right. Yeah. Because you know you're not supposed to put your little bags and your coats and stuff up. They tell you that, yeah. and people always do. Yeah. They always jam all their little stuff and their bags and everything mm-hmm. up there. And I don't. I always. I leave the overhead bins because you're what a decent human being. I'm not just decent. I'm better than most people. That's what I'm saying. And so I, uh, I put it under the, the seat and I sat down and the guy taps me on the shoulder behind me. I, I just <laughs> barely sat down. The guy taps the me on the shoulder. <laughs> what? I'm getting afraid. Give me a water and he just he moves moving. the chips. <laughs> <laughs> Matt had to Dude, eat some chips. Tim's over here making like signals to not yeah. make Remind any noise. Remind me never to ask you to help me rob a bank. And Freight goes do it, over do a heist. starts doing the cha-cha on a bag of chips. <laughs> well, if you want water, chips had to move. How's that? Haven't you got a cough or something that you're supposed to? So the guy taps me. I, <laughs> oh I sit down and the guy taps me on the shoulder and he leans over to me. I just sat down, Tim, and he says... Uh, I just want you to know I've got really long legs, so you won't be able to recline your seat. <laughs> right. Because he's got long legs. I yeah. can't recline my seat. So there you go. Yeah. How many hundreds of dollars did you pay for your, your, your ticket to be told? You can't. Oh, by the way, you can't do the one thing that might make this flight a little bit better. <laughs> the one thing you know, that the seat doesn't do very well. There's anyway. a lot of people I know that hate flying, but I don't know if anyone hates flying more than you do. Yeah. You're like the John Madden of Is that really? Really? Comedy. Yeah. Am I the most negative person that you know when it comes to flying? Well, why don't you like flying? I just don't. Yeah, I, it, I don't it, like every everything about sucks, it. Is going two thousand miles in three hours? Everything. I mean, no. Every, the, the process. Once you get on the plane, this it's okay. stinks. <laughs> the, once you I'm get in on California, the plane. and it's not even four yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the covered wagon. <laughs> what yeah. would the pilot say about that? Yeah, I just, uh, John, I just, uh, I just. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of uh, don't appreciate when you're coming, you know, just have such a negative view against uh, you know, the airline industry. I like, and, uh, this is your pilot speaking, I'd like to see you do 650 miles an hour in your Chevy Neon. Yeah, no, that's right, John, that's fine. Uh, uh, we carry you all over the all over the world, but no, it's just not good enough for you. And, uh, Yeah, well, I, didn't, I didn't realize that I was the most negative person that you knew. You are. No, you're not. By far, well, he is by far. Okay. For flying. Not for me. Oh, for flying. What? Yeah, yeah. Not in general. I didn't mean that. Don't take it like that. No, I mean, I'm I'm limiting it to fly. I know. I know. Don't get your feelings hurt. Yeah. I just, I well, there's so many things that happen. The, the, the flying experience. We were talking about the, the announcement 
that you hadn't heard, but Freight, you said you had, that mm. were the peanut allergy announcement. Oh, yeah. That they came on mm. before the flight, and they said, oh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we just want you to know that there's a there's a person that's going to be on board, and they have a child with them who's allergic to peanuts, so we ask that you not, you know, if you have any peanut or nut-related <laughs> things with you, that you not eat those things you while you're on the me? plane. Yeah, that's what they said. Oh, oh no. They, and so they yeah. were like, no, you can't eat, so Was we can't a, serve peanuts, we plane? can't eat. Not so, even well, if you brought a peanut butter yeah. sandwich, like from your yeah. house or whatever. I don't think have has anybody here seen somebody no have an allergic reaction to peanuts? No, no. no. I mean, you have. Matt has. Are you allergic to peanuts? No. But then they say dust. It's like okay, right. We can't. My kids. I made them a peanut butter and jelly sandwich a couple weeks ago because that's all we had. They're like, oh, dad, we can't take that. Why? Because of peanut dust. Right. I'm not making this with peanut dust. It's <laughs> peanut butter. I'm not shaving Wait. peanuts. <laughs> Give me the jelly and the dust. And the, <laughs> you just blow it out of your hand onto the... Like snuff. Like Englishman. Peanut dust. Snow, what do you, just, just snort a little up your... Uh, what are you doing? Woodworking yeah. with the peanut? You just got, got a table saw? <laughs> just peanut dust going everywhere? Little peanut sculptures. Peanut sculptures. <laughs> miniature peanut sculptures. I'm sorry, ma'am. You can't wear those peanut earrings onto this plane because you're going <laughs> to... You're going to doom this child. It, no, my point is that it, why would you, if you have a child who is potentially, you know, his, yeah. his life is in danger. If he comes in contact with a peanut molecule, yeah. I'm not going to take him onto a plane because I know people that fly can be, are idiots, right. you know, yeah. you're just, you're not going to trust him. Mm -hmm. You just, you just, you go the covered wagon. Yeah. Well, and how many people are actually listening to the announcements? I never listen to the announcements. I put my headphones in. I make balloons and fill them with peanut dust. <laughs> 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 and just hurl them at people and just see what happens. Oh, really? Really? Nothing's happening. <laughs> Here, which child has the allergy? I'm going to make you a balloon animal. <laughs> Here you go, little boy. Mommy, why is my face swelling up? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. That's just a balloon. Oh. Sorry. Son. <laughs> I, I thought just, that was all bull crap. That's just a peanut-filled balloon. <laughs> why did yeah. it have to be peanuts? We were talking about that um, recently and the signs we see in airports. Uh, Chris and I saw, and we don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember the, the airport, but there was a huge sign, and it said, No snow globes. <laughs> And it's just a picture of a snow globe, and that's it. Like that, you're going to take down the plane. All right, everybody, back off. Yeah. Or I'm going to make it snow up in here. <laughs> Don't think I won't shake this beautiful scene with a snowman and a Santa. Beautiful no, scene. my son has a snow globe allergy. <laughs> Holy cow. He's taking it down. <laughs> <laughs> he said some words in Arabic and started shaking the globe. Shaking the snow globe. <laughs> yeah, no snow globes. No snow globes. What was that other one you saw? That you said the one was like oh, a ball, I, was, I saw one. The big that one was, with a yeah, big, that was the, like a, no had no firearms. It had the red circle with a line through it. And there was a gun, red circle line through it. Had a knife with a red circle line through it, and then it had a bomb. With a red circle light through it, but it was like one of those round bombs with the fuse sticking yeah. out of it, like Wiley Coyote carries. You know, who's going to get a bomb like that on the plane? <laughs> <laughs> the fuse is lit, little smoke flying, little sparks. 
Right. What, uh, sir? What does uh, that yeah, mean? Yeah, pay attention to me. Snidely Whiplash, if you're on the plane. Snidely Whiplash from uh, <laughs> the Bullwinkle cartoon. You're going to have you to could. check that bomb. We think you've left your bomb up here. The, <laughs> we think it's a bomber or a bowling ball with a string coming out of it. Or... I've, got a, <laughs> I've got a cup of Starbucks coffee. i got to pour that out. But the guy with the fuse lit on his bomb is going to skate right through. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> We were talking about allergies, too, about, um, and uh, I've told you this story. It's um, I used to work at the Olive Garden, and this lady comes in. There's a group of six <laughs> and around a table, and she orders a coffee, decaf coffee. I'm like, okay, so I go get the coffee. Well, we don't have any decaf, you know, because the decaf has the orange lid. And I said, like, well, I'll just give her regular. And I, took, <laughs> and I took it back, and she looks at me, and she goes, this is decaf, right? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> and she goes, because she said this verbatim, because, you know, I'm deathly allergic <laughs> to caffeine. I'm deathly allergic to caffeine. And I was like, whoa, okay. Right. <laughs> Here we go. Looks like somebody's dying today. <laughs> I guess there's going to be an incident. You know, I wasn't like, okay, I lied. No, <laughs> deathly allergic. So so you're going to put your hands into yeah, your life, your life yeah. into the hands of an Olive Garden waiter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, of course you didn't die. <laughs> that you know of. Yeah. Okay. If you're deathly you allergic to coffee at all, you're, you don't order, order something else. If you're definitely allergic to caffeine, yeah, yeah you shouldn't water. order coffee. Yeah, yeah right. get water. Yeah, right. I need a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. And a coffee. But yeah, I'm But I'm allergic to I'm allergic to peanuts. Yeah. Peanut dust. I am trying to yeah. It, hold the peanut butter. <laughs> I need a peanut butter. Well, that kind of reminds me of you just uh, your bit you did and uh, about getting a canker sore in your mouth mm -hmm. and just always just, you just keep sticking your, you tongue stick in your tongue in it. Yeah. Oh, ah, ah. <laughs> you can't help it's just, it. I can't help it. It always hurts. Like, yeah. You're like, like, I wonder what lemon juice is. I wonder. Like. I know Ooh, that hurts I'm too. definitely allergic to caffeine. I think I'll order. I'll just, have coffee. Maybe but we'll I'll see make what it I get. a decaf. Yeah. This guy right. looks like he's like he's trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. Why, why would you do that? It's the same thing. If you're getting on a plane, or if you're if you're like allergic to seafood, why would you go eat at Red Lobster? Yeah. And just well, I'll just order something that's not seafood. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a chance that there yeah. could be Every some seafood in there. Has in there. had some kind of seafood in yeah. it. Yeah. There's a chance. Oh, goodness. An outside chance. Goodness gracious. What's up, man? <laughs> what? <good? laughs> What's up? Freight, what kind of food do you like on the cruise yeah, ship? Yeah, what kind of food? <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to any of our past episodes, you'll understand that reference. <laughs> who was we, who were we with? Darren? Uh, who were we yes, with? Yes, Darren, because I think we were talking Triple fish, And somebody so. asked, who, who asked? Um, you, you asked, asked me, oh, yeah. I asked Freight what his favorite food was on the cruise ship. And it was like, I asked him some kind of weird algorithm from Goodwill Hunting. What's He's the like, key uh, root of uh, 368? Uh, 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 and then he goes, uh, fruit. <laughs> he was sweating. Really? Fruit. Fruit. You say beads of sweat dripping into his goatee. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's that you hear that tick tock, tick tock, and everybody's just all you know, discombobulated, <laughs> just coming at him. Hey, Freight, what's your favorite food? And he's sweating. You can hear a clock ticking. Hot <laughs> <laughs> <a> light, <laughs> fruit, <laughs> make it stop. Not like a mango or a specific, just in general. Fruit. Fruit. We're on Carnival Cruise Line, and fruit 
was his favorite. Fruit. Uh, they do make really good well, fruit in those. You know. I don't think I ate a single piece of fruit. Oh. I was at that 24-hour yeah. pizza bar. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You go in there. Okay, the honey, time. we're going to eat salads, and we're going to lose weight, and we're going to be healthy. On the ship. The second night, you know, I'm eating, you know, an ice cream cone with gummy bears. and <laughs> You were eating clean going into that, though, weren't I you? I was. I was eating, yeah. yeah. I Yeah. Well, I lost yeah. a no pound point. on that week, what? by the way. You lost a pound? I lost eating a pound. Eating fruit? It was probably because yeah. the ship was so big. And my wife so mad at me because I lost a pound. Because she's yeah, she picked up a few. Whoa, she was really mad. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you know, what was your favorite? Because uh, John? I ate all the fruit. What was your favorite experience, food experience? Oh, uh, wait, on, on the uh, ship. On the ship. Yeah. Um, I like the uh, the the taco and Mexican food, and I like the uh, the every night you can go to the dining room and get um, you know, you can do, they have different stuff, and the yeah. bisque, the the cold. Like bisque soup is mm-hmm. good. Tangerine and strawberry and different favorites. I yeah. like that stuff. Oh, good. Good. What was yours? I didn't did you ever say your favorite? Um I like the sandwich stuff. Believe it or not. They mm. they made paninis. You're looking at me like you didn't know where that was. I never did have one of those, but I knew where they were. It was were. on the other I just, end. Yeah, I know, like the it was on the back, but I never stuff. I never went there. You sound like such a spoiled rich kid. Just down by the basketball court. <laughs> Yeah, and that other pool. Uh, no, the paninis were really good, and then that twenty-four hour pizza. Yeah, the pizza was good. They had the, the um, yeah, that hamburger the brick oven that was like twenty-four hours, I think, too. Yeah, the hamburger thing and room service yeah. all the time, which was amazing. Yeah, and expensive. Did that, oh, did you have to pay for that? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, That's did, part they, of it. did you pay them? I don't think no. so. You might have, Tim. You might have. Uh yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I don't probably did. To, I don't think you had to pay for room service. <laughs> no, you're right. There was we extra paid a hundred dollars every time. They you know, there was extra things, but you could order sandwiches and stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. No, I like the towels, the animal towels they put on your bed. Oh, did yeah. you oh, eat yeah, those? They, it's like the origami they do with towels. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. my daughter's favorite. What was thing. your uh, in the room? What's it gonna be? What was the the guy's name that cleaned your room? I don't remember our guy's name, but they were all Filipino and really, really excited to be there. Hey, Mr. Tan, how you doing, Mr. Tan? Yeah, they're good. My guy was... Mr. Kiss. My guy's name was La Jala. (laughs) You sure it wasn't La 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 Jolla? La Jolla. (laughs) Have a holla jala Christmas, (laughs) in case you didn't hear. That's how he pronounced it. Uh, Hey, Mr. John, my name is La Jala. That's like my dad. He used to... We had... uh, when I was a kid, one time there we had uh, this box of food in the freezer. And he goes, "Hey, Nelda, <laughs> what's petite cliche?" <laughs> That's quiche, you boob. <laughs> I mean, I'm five years old. I know how to say that word, petite cliche. And the problem is, he probably knows how to say it. <laughs> well, now that you've hey, said Timmy, that, hey, Timmy, yeah, we got this. Uh, have you seen that? Have you, uh, have you seen that Elton John? That Elton John on DVD? Have you seen that? It's like, yeah, we just watched it in your family room yesterday. You own it. You have to tell them the story then about Steak and Shake when you're kids. Steak and Shake? About take. Yeah. Tacoma side? Yeah. With Freight? Well, no, no, it, was, it was with you and Todd in the back Right. Seat. Well, help me. Okay, you were, you were driving? Home sometime yeah. from church or whatever. Yeah. And you passed Steak and Shake. Yeah. And your dad turned to your mom and said, uh, hey, Nelda, uh, what's Tacoma sock? Is that Japanese for Steak and Shake? <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
Takomasaka. And of course, uh, Tim and Ty were in the back just falling out. Yeah. He said his is best one, John. I don't know if you heard this. Somebody said awesome. something about uh, there was something awesome. Islamic or something that was said about something on 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 TV or something. He goes, "Yeah, those uh, those Islamists uh, are they are they still in the Allah?" <laughs> Oh, like gosh. yeah, yeah, that's pretty much a sticking point. <laughs> yeah, they're still hanging on to that. <laughs> they really haven't gotten they over really the are. Allah. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a big. Yep, one. that's a that's a non-negotiable for those Islamists. Oh my father, we'll he's be like, awesome. we'll be like, he's. I was really at good. your house. The, yeah. I was at your house once, and uh, I've been at your house, uh, his house, several times, yeah. and we spent the night there for something. I don't yeah. remember why. Yeah. And uh, we woke up, and uh, that that breakfast he spent. It had to be half an hour telling me about his uh, battles with the squirrels. Have you heard that? Oh, oh my gosh! gosh yes. <laughs> Every time I'd call him, he's like he had this squirrel issue. So he yeah. had this um, he had this cage, and he would catch squirrels, and and then take them to the park. And then Steve Irwin, yeah, who we had, he would he would my dad would take these squirrels and drive them over the river <laughs> and let them go in the woods. Which I'd later find out you don't do that because they'll die a horrible death. Because squirrels are very territorial. <laughs> it's either that or I was saying it's the same squirrel coming yeah. back. Because every time I call him, 72. <laughs> what? 72. Oh, 72 squirrels. squirrels call yeah. him 85. <laughs> he just do a running tally of how many squirrels he's caught. He needed to tag him, like spray paint that squirrel. I've yeah. people it. doing that, yeah. That's so what I thought. It was the same, the same squirrel away. coming back. Oh, yeah. Because he kept looking angrier and angrier. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, again we're in the car. <laughs> well, dang it. <laughs> yeah. Here we guy, go again. We'll be, like, talking at home. And uh, recently we were talking uh, in our living room. And it was just me and Heather and a couple other people. My dad was just kind of in the next room. And he always listens. He's always listening. And, you know, he seems... He's not aloof. He 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 hears what we're talking about. But, yeah. but we're talking about something, you know, about eating right or something like that. And just out of nowhere, he goes, People don't drink it off water. <laughs> <laughs> and we just kind of look around. Oh, okay. Well, he's right. He's right. One, and so we go right. back another five minutes later. He's like, I've been eating a lot of almonds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. We need to start a Twitter for him. We really do. Thanks, Coach says. I was over there one day. Uh, he said, hey, hey, Chris, Chris, come here. Because you know what? You know what helps you to diabetes? Yeah. Walnuts. <laughs> I eat a lot of walnuts. Handful of walnuts every time I come to the kitchen. <laughs> That's why he's got to get the squirrels out of the yard because they eat up all his walnuts. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, coach. I appreciate the tip. If I don't get oh, rid of the squirrels, my, my diabetes is going to come back. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. You got to love coach. Oh, coach is awesome. Everybody, coach is my dad, by the way. That's my dad. We call him coach because yep. he was a. He's a coach all of our lives. He's a coach. He's a natural coach. Oh, that man is just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they say it's awesome, awesome stuff. My granddaughter's always saying stuff. Mm -hmm. Talking about granddaughters. Um, the other day, she was reading a book with her dad and uh, had a picture of a mailman coming up and dropping bottles off. And her dad says, yep, long time ago, uh, mailmen used to come to your house and they'd put the milk in bottles on the porch for you. And Cammy goes, yep, and now it comes from cows. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we don't need the milkman no, anymore. Genius. We got cows. That's right. Well, what do you think? This we, feels good. We have covered some topics. We have covered some topics. How man. does this work? I mean, what is what is this? What are we doing here? What's the point? We don't know yet. We're just hanging out. I got to have a goal or I'm starting to get uncomfortable. No, no, no. You're great. Should I put my jacket on? No. Was I, good? No, I don't feel like it was already... that good. I feel like it was... What was not good? I, I just feel like like it was no. meandering and well, not maybe good. You, maybe you put the jacket on and Caleb can take a picture. No. At least. I mean... I'm fishing for some... I'm fishing for, you know, compliments and... Don't be that guy. Want... Don't be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Nobody likes that guy. I just don't somebody like tell me I'm yeah, great. Guy. Please tell me I'm the best thing ever. Yeah. Tell me everything I'm I great. say. Are you sure it was good? I just, yeah, I just don't think it was good. <laughs> Can you you no, seriously, I just don't. I just seriously, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but I just don't think John it's good. Brandon, you were the most best. <laughs> you, I tell you what, <laughs> you were amazing. <laughs> Who are you doing? I'm Who doing the it? Reverend. <laughs> uh, you telling me <laughs> that John Brandon was the best guest ever had? <laughs> That was amazing, John. I love you. I love what you do. I love what you say. I love what you look like, John. I love your salmon coat. <laughs> you got you to do that again because I got to get a picture. I of can't. That. I think my esophagus is no, stretched but your face, out now. Your face when you do that. All right. Just do it again real quick. John Brady, taking pictures of me now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What? Yeah. Oh, I got to push the button. Okay. Do one more time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're really hurting yourself. I know. When you're that voice. Does that hurt it your does. voice? Um, I, don't, I don't know. It's like some things. It's it's a weird. Like when you yawn, it it actually helps relax the vocal cords. It relaxes the throat. <laughs> I just sent that to Caleb babe, so you can see it. Okay. It's Tim doing the, the, the Reverend. The Reverend. The Reverend <laughs> you try to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah. we might, I don't know, we might uh, do one. I'll, we'll see how it's going. We might what? do another show tomorrow and have you on again. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'll maybe. be better prepared. It, it, it's, it's up to you if you want to do that. I'll it's prepare cool. some things. Yeah. We have two shows tomorrow, so. Yeah, it care. might be a little tough. We might maybe t- after the two shows we can do it too. But anyway, but thanks for hanging out with us, John. Yeah, like the greatness, JB, sure, Grandpa Jay, Grandpa times. John, aka Salmon Man, aka a- Smell My Squad, Smell My Killer, aka Squatch Man, Smell My Squatch. Caleb, good job, baby. Good job, Caleb. Freight Train, Matt, what's up? We're done. Thanks for joining us on uh, Potty Break, everybody. See ya. Potty Break. <laughs>